How do you come by a name like that? It's the diminutive of my proper name, Perfect Gilliam. Indeed. Huh. One morn, a peri at the gate of Eden stood disconsolate. Who wrote that? I haven't the faintest idea. Of course you don't. You don't even know what a peri is, do you? Peri? No. I'll tell you. A peri is a good and beautiful fairy in Persian mythology. The interesting thing is, before it became good, it was evil. And that's what you are. Thoroughly evil. Doctor, stop it! No. No, not even a fairy, an alien spy. Sent here to spy on me. Well, we all know the fate of alien spies. <laughs> Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're talking about a classic episode called The Twin Dilemma, which is Colin Baker's first full episode. I am Ken. Uh, Jeff. Julia. So, Twin Dilemma, when I first hear that title, <laughs> I think of bad. That's what it means, Twin Dilemma, bad. So bad. <laughs> it, it, it's probably my least favorite debut episode of all, of all time. It's pretty close to Time and the Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. As those two would be the two worst debut episodes. If you think about it, what two episodes bookmark this episode? You have Caves of Anazani, which is considered by many to be one of the best episodes. Yep. And Attack, Attack of the Cybermen, I think, is the next one. And that's a pretty good one. So it's really an anomaly. It's sort of in the middle. And uh, it's not well-liked. Um, not well-liked at all. <laughs> it, it was named the worst episode in something. The Radio Times, maybe? Yeah, so um, Dalek... Uh, sorry. Doctor Who Magazine... It was voted in Doctor Who magazine as the worst Doctor Who episode ever in, 90, <laughs> in 1998, 2009, and 2014. And, Understandable. Uh, yeah. And um, I'm going to have to say right off the bat, I watched it yesterday, and I didn't think it was nearly as bad as I had remembered it. Is it bad? Yes. Yeah, it's, it, it's not a good story. I mean, I felt, and maybe this is the Chibnall effect, where you watch a, a season of Chibnalls, and then every other episode you watch is actually just a little bit better because of that. <laughs> I don't think any of Chibnall's episodes were, except for maybe that, um, what was that one that we all hate, the, the Planet 49 or whatever... Orphan 49. Orphan, yeah, Orphan 54, Orphan. whatever. I, I, that one probably might be worse than this still, but, it, you know, it, this is bad. And it's bad for many reasons. So, Julia, you don't like the Sixth Doctor in this one? Not in the slightest. Okay. <laughs> He's completely unsympathetic. Now, to be fair, I don't think I've seen too many of his episodes. Yeah. And maybe have seen one other with him. Um, and this is just, I mean, 
it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I get it when the doctor regenerates, he gets a little weird, but this was just like schizophrenic weird, like bipolar weird. And I freaking hate, hate Perry. I hate Perry. <laughs> she whines, even when she's just speaking, she whines. And I just, I cannot stand her. Cannot stand her. I don't know how long she was a companion for, but it was too long. <laughs> so, um, I remember watching this for the first time, and I was actually, the best parts of this episode, I thought, were the parts of the Doctor and Perry, because the, the we've never seen this before, where the Doctor has an, an issue with his regeneration, and he's actually messed up. And he gets into these episodes or whatever where he just can't control himself. And it was very um, tra traumatic to, to a degree to see this because now all of a sudden the, the safe relationship that the companion has and the doctor is just, you know, I, I, I found it to be hilarious when he's just, you know, with his speeches going on, I'm going to become a hermit and you'll be my disciple. Um, I do like Colin Baker quite a bit. I think he's a pretty good actor. He's a little over the top. Um, but um, I do like it. He does calm down and he becomes more the doctor, but there, there is a level of they try to make something a little bit different with him. They didn't make him as sort of... Um, calm as everyone else he was going to be more uh, grumpy and I you know some people say he's a little bit more like William Hartnell but um, and he says it right at the end of the episode whether you like it or not <laughs> it's like it's true it doesn't <laughs> like it um, well no Colin does in the next season because this is at the end of season 21 which was weird in itself in season 22 he's a lot better and there's more of the doctor companion relationship and all yeah. that. But and, this and, one, they just went too long. Too many episodes where he's just like crazy and, yeah. oh, yeah, by the way, you have to save. Uh, what's the stupid planet's name? I don't know. Not Titan 3, but the other one. But anyway, yeah. it was just, you know. I think that that part with the doctor being off went a little too long. Yeah, he didn't recover for quite a while. He was mean to everyone and everything. I kind of like that. It's, some of it is is the humor involved. Um, it's a, his personality, and, and as it develops throughout next season, throughout the episodes, I think it, it, it catches on a little bit. Uh, I will say this, that their relationship changes fairly drastically in the next season they're no longer like Perry's no longer as whiny and he's no longer as and there's a better relationship I think maybe because maybe they thought that it wasn't working right because they were always kind of bickering and, and fighting against each other and they calmed it down in the um, trial of the Time Lord <clears throat> season um not to say that you might like Perry better, but, but I think they, they tweak the characters a little bit in that season. So, but not this episode. Well, she's also a lot better with Big Finish, too, and they have, yeah. have Perry and Big Finish. She's not whiny. 
Well, I think Big Finish probably, from what I've read, or not read, listened to, um, and I haven't listened to much. I just listened to the first couple of years or so. Um, they improved on on everything. Colin Baker, they improved on Mel, they improved on Perry. So, yeah, um, that has to do partially because of the writers and what their concept was. Um, but anyways, um, I love the doctor picking out his costume and Perry's reaction when he when he finally decides on that horrible costume and, he, and she says it's terrible and later on the doctor Perry comes out all happy with her outfit and he goes, he goes yuck <laughs> <laughs> she had done the same thing so I think there was some good stuff with that I thought the plot of the story these two genius twins mm -hmm. was very just sort of incidental to the whole show yeah it, it didn't it didn't have much impact on the show. I don't know. I just found the whole thing boring and bad. I mean, yeah. there's these two genius twins that somebody else is trying to kidnap to take over the world, I assume. And, uh, and those twins were annoying. Yeah, they were. But, you yeah. know, geniuses usually are. I didn't think they were as bad as I remembered. I'm, I'm, they came on screen, I'm like, oh, yeah, this one. And they weren't that bad. I thought they did a pretty good job. I don't know why I'm so defensive of this show, this episode all of a sudden, but I've always ripped into those kids, you know, talking about bad acting and, you know, those two always bubbled to the top. But I, I, I was more critical of watching them this time and more um, – and I said, well, really – was it, were they really that bad compared to some of the acting and some of the Hartnell episodes? No. No, I mean, I, I didn't find them as awful as I was expecting to, given the <laughs> the, the information you guys gave me about this series. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I just, I thought that the the bad guys, they really looked like extras from a community theater production of Cat. <laughs> and... Uh, I, I didn't. I could not quite figure out what they were. I eventually figured out they were supposed to be snails, but only because somebody said so. I don't know why they were furry. Um, that didn't make any sense to me at all. Well, the 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 slugs were Mester. Um, do we see more of his people? Are, are they the same people as the other ones? I, I, I didn't. No, they, there were there was the Jacondans, which were the bird-like people. Okay. Oh, okay. With the, with and the then there is the the slugs, the, yeah. the gastropods. Okay. Yeah, and I thought the designs were fine. I, I didn't have a problem with that. They're a little like, ooh, you, you know, you look at them and you're, they're kind of like, but there's been a lot worse. I thought they looked halfway decent. They didn't look like scuba gear <laughs> or no. anything like that. I thought they, they did a pretty good – they put a – pretty good effort into them anyways. I, I, think, I think what I've, I have so many problems with with the old episodes is that the bad guys are just bad. Like, they don't have a reason to be bad. They're just bad. And yeah. you don't know why. There's no, like, backstory. There's nothing. There's just evil. Well, I mean, the, the Condons, um, there was a couple of them that were actually good they they weren't like as bad as some of them and there was a couple that were trying to help them um so that wasn't quite 
and you know the, the whole point was I guess they were going to uh, they wanted to spread their spawn all over the universe I guess that is evil to a degree <laughs> why can't you do it on a planet that's not inhabited by people but oh they're taking two planets putting them in the same orbit as one but two different time zones yeah to make the eggs go into the use the sun to make them yeah. whatever it's kind of complicated I thought there would be a better way to do that <laughs> yeah I also found there was a lot of oh well never mind about that now to like yeah. miss whatever Mm -hmm. issue somebody had and it's like well that you know that's what we've complained about with russell t davis and stephen moffat and oh you're saying that we're just kind of like ignore that part is that what you're saying no no i'm just saying okay. that like in this in this episode in particular i noticed it because it happened a lot where they would say never mind that now and yeah. and just oh i see i see what you mean yeah and not explain anything or not you know yeah, this is definitely an example of a of an episode where, when I think of this episode, I think of the regeneration and what, how Colin Baker is developed, and the rest of it is kind of like, oh yeah, there's other things going on, <clears throat> and sometimes they just don't make that much sense. Uh -huh. um, I think some Doctor Who writers are better at creating a realistic situation, even though that's, you know could be completely fantastic they try to do the science pretty good they try to the story makes halfway sense this is like what, a MacGuffin basically where it's just kind of like oh here's what's happening it, it's a it's a bad guy thing and you don't need to know the details because the doctor's going to stop it and that's it you know right and this is probably a good example of something like that yeah Definitely. It's not that it's not that important. If you think about it, you're like, wait a minute, why can't they just do it this way? And the master does that a lot. He comes up with these really elaborate plans and it's like, hmm. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah, it have been better least, just at least with the master you know why he's crazy? You know, there's like a, I think I think that might be a drawback to having the one off bad guys. Yeah. You don't have enough time to develop the backstory of the bad guy yeah mm -hmm. so you in other words julia you want this you wanted this episode to be longer so that you uh, could develop master <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> oh that's what no, i thought you were. Okay. four was plenty mm. i thought yeah, some of this episode i was like oh my god there's one more Ugh. <laughs> okay. i thought the special effects were pretty good i thought the sets were really good i, I mean I, I again I've seen episodes that are a lot, the production values are a lot worse than this. Um, I thought some of the writing was pretty good, where the doctors, like, you know, turn the torch off, and then a few minutes later, it's, Perry, it's your fault, you turn the torch off, and just, to, as I thought it was, um, who's the right? do we know the writer of this one? Yeah, Anthony Stephen. Yeah. So, I, I thought, for what it was, I thought it was pretty good, it just, like I said before, it doesn't fit in with, you know, in my opinion, I think most, well, I just thought of Time Lash, but most of the Colin Baker <laughs> episodes next season are a little bit better, or better. Yeah, they this are. One's, so one's, so one's sort of the weakest link. Well, this also episode started the end of the classic series, or at least the decline, and this one was at, at the end of episode of season 21. And then this is the last 
thing that the fans saw, and then they had to wait eight months for season 22 for Colin Baker's new season. And then after you see this, you're like, do I want to keep watching with this doctor? I mean, it was like an eight-month gap. Which I always thought that this was, that was a mistake that they did, was having this at the end of season 21. And I, I might be wrong, but I thought Colin Baker was not really as accepted. I felt like, and maybe to a degree, I thought there was some some pushback on um, Peter Davison as well. But um, you might be right. It might be that, you know, I don't think Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy were really as accepted as previous doctors. But, again, I might be reading into that a little bit, um, especially when when – it felt like Colin Baker was basically talking to the audience at the end and saying, you know, I'm a different person and just, you know, give me a chance and you'll get used to me and whether you like it or not. It's almost like, like talking down to the fans and saying, just shut up and, and watch this doctor and see what happens. And, you know, and maybe yeah. that turned some people off. Yeah, it, it could have. be. I mean, I don't know. I, I like I said, I don't think I've seen that many of his episodes, so I don't know what he became like. I've, I've seen a couple, but not yeah. many. Well, I mean, I think there's some good episodes. I, I I don't think he's the strongest doctor, and again, you know, he he definitely gets better in Big Finish. I think one of the <laughs> this is a kind of a um, off topic, but I went to a convention one time where Peter Davison was the guest. And I think it was right before, I think Peter Davison was doing autographs or something like that. And it was one big gymnasium. So they were showing um, Colin Baker's, they were showing this episode. This is the first time that we'd seen the Twin Dilemma, I think. And as they showed, they showed the Caves of Anazani too. As, as they were, as Peter Davison was regenerating into Colin Baker, the whole audience, and this is a Peter Davison convention, the whole, not the whole audience, but a lot of people were chanting, Colin Baker, or Colin, Colin. And I thought it was really rude. You know, it's like, you know, are you just saying that you hate Peter Davison, but he's in the room and he's, and he's hearing you chant Colin? It just seemed kind of odd. But it was, it was new. It wasn't, Colin Baker was the new doctor, and it was, had just sort of happened you know we were getting this episode before it came out in bbc or over here in america i should say on pbs but anyways um and then they after they watched it they probably went well maybe we shouldn't have done that (laughs) (laughs) no um anything else to say about this what about that guy that soldier um what was his name was any good oh hugo lang I read an article somewhere that people wanted him to be be the companion, and I was like, uh, mm. I don't know. <laughs> I thought he looked like Jim Carrey. <laughs> the same hair? Yeah, just his facial features and the hair. And yeah. I mean, he didn't leave any impression on me at all, so. No. Like you said, it's just kind of the rest of it didn't have much involved and I remember when I watched that I was like I got I got this mixed up a little bit with the with Frontios because Frontios has gastropods in it doesn't it 
tractators. Oh, tractators. Yeah, but they look kind of, you know, they leave the slug stuff. I don't know, but I just, I kind of watched this one and I was like, mm. but it didn't bother me. I didn't watch this episode going, oh, God, you know, probably not like yeah, Julia was doing that, but <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay, this wasn't as bad as I remembered it. I mean, to be fair, that's my reaction to most of the classic episodes. Yeah, I know, I know. But we knew that this was going to be a little worse. Yeah. Um, and we had the opening credits with the Sixth Doctor, and he smiles, which I've never been a big fan of. I think it's kind of goofy. Mm-hmm. Is um, there any worse than the McCoy wink at winks? No, it gets worse. The McCoy wink is and smile is bad too. It's just kind of—I've never been a fan of making Doctor Who sort of jokey, and it did start a little bit with Colin Baker, and it definitely escalated with Sylvester McCoy. And then, of course, it—in my opinion—it got worse with the new series. But, um, but anyways, um. Anything else with this one? No. It no, goes, really. gets uphill from here for Colin Baker, mostly. <laughs> I just, I just think that this episode was just the fans just turned on the series from here on out. You think so? This was one of the beginning. Yeah, I, I do. Because then it was the. You had eight months, and you just the last you saw was this doctor who was not likable, who choked his companion, and wasn't caring. And then you, you, that's what you saw that for eight months in the well, 80s. Okay, so then, what happens in the next episode? Attack of the Cybermen is the next episode, right? Yeah. What What happened? They What was the two? I think there were two things that happened. They they had an eight month hiatus and then they had what do they do to the episodes? They made them two parters. They made, they them, made two, them longer. They made them two parters, so now they're forty five minutes each or whatever, which was an experiment. Uh, and they did that for a couple seasons, I think. Just the one. One okay. And, and then went and then it got taken off the air, put on hiatus, and then we did, had trial with Time Lord. Did they move it too? I don't I don't know. Like, like the time slot, did they move it? Because I, I think there was... Well, I know during McCoy's season, they put it up against Coronation Street. Yeah. So it felt like to me, this is where the chicken and the egg type of story, of situation, did it get... Was it because it started the show started to not be that good that they started to do things to try to improve its ratings? Or did they do things and those affected the ratings? Like, you know, it's a coincidence that when Colin Baker starts up that they went to the uh, two-parters. Um, you know what I mean? It's the same thing where, like, you know, well, Jesus, latest Doctor Who, whose fault is it? Is it Jodie Whittaker? Is it Chris Chibnall? Because they cha- made all those changes all at once. And you can't, it's hard to sit there and identify who's at fault you know, it's the same type of thing. So I feel like everything they tried during this time frame of Doctor Who, it just 
it felt like it not much of it helped the trial of time lord i didn't think helped the situation either because that was individual stories that were linked into a full season and unless you were watching every episode you weren't really understanding what was going on true but some bad decisions yeah i think this was the bad decision that started the down downward spiral I mean, yeah. Russell D. Davis has always been has always been quoted as saying, "This is the the story was the beginning of the end." <laughs> yeah. So. Well, I mean, it, it, and that means if that's the case, you're linking it to the doctor because this episode. Well, I always it, thought Colin Baker got a raw deal. Anyway, I don't think it yeah. was his fault. I think well, it was the writing. It's the, okay. So the way that the doctor was written, but it's not the episode. Underworld, Horns and Nyman. I mean, there's so many episodes, Time Lash. There's so many episodes. I think if this story worse. wasn't at the end of season 21, but started season 22, because then you would have Attack of the Cybermen come next, and then you're like, oh, that means Twin Dilemmas. Not the last thing you saw before the next season. Yeah, well, that's definitely And then you true. go, oh, okay, they got Attack 7. Oh, this is much better. Yeah. And then you get Vengeance of Maros, and then you got the Dalek episode and all to two doctors. It's easier to forget about it in that case. In this case, you watched Caves of Anazani and you go, oh, wow, the new doctor. And then you watch this twin dilemma and you have, you know, eight months to stew on it and go, wow. That... Could you imagine if this story came out to now with all the social media and stuff? <laughs> it, would just be, it would just be ridiculed even more. Yeah, but that happened last season. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, so we're 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 living yeah, it. Uh, yeah, we, we I, watched, whole I watched I watched the whole whole, <laughs> whole season <laughs> of Twin Dilemmas. But I mean, and, and I didn't find Jody. I don't find. I'm, we're not. I'm not saying that Jody Whittaker's doctor is. I mean, you know, there's different reasons why we're maligning last season. But, um, but anyways, so this one is just kind of. I think there's worse. Oh, there is. But there's worse. This is definitely one that you can this mention. This is definitely my top five worst episodes ever. Yeah. I think my whole list has changed since the new show came out. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I I tend to to like classics even when they're really bad. I, I mean, you know, the Gunfighters is. I mean, even oh. Twin Dilemma. This is bad, but imagine watching this with a group of fans and just laughing and making fun of it. That, to me, means that it's it's not something that... But there's episodes out there, and especially from the new show, where they know better. And it's like, I can't sit there and make fun of Orphan 52 or whatever. I can't make fun of that because it's bad. But Twin Dilemma you can make fun of because of, you know, the, the, the cats and the slugs. Yeah, the cats this, and the slugs and... The other Time Lord, Edgeworth, who was... We didn't even mention. Which I found funny. He couldn't recognize the Doctor. I mean, even if he regenerated, the Time Lords were able to recognize Time Lords. But Yeah, I don't know. They kind of ignored that. It was just a... I think it was just a... I think it was just a bad idea that they had it at the end of Season 21. It should have started Season 22. Yeah. John Nathan Turner. Yeah, John Nathan Turner. I was, hey, I know. Let's try this instead. Yeah. 
sometimes he was his own worst enemy. He meant well, but just nobody just would ever say, no, John, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Well, hopefully someone says that to Christian the next season. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Nope. Okay, thanks for listening.